0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to your second in a row, Two in Two Nights, the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge, live from Twitter towers on the London Kemp border, no less. Uh, you're very welcome. Um, so listen, after the last couple of years, we all need a little bit of light relief, don't we? None more so than tonight's special guest, social media guru, All-round man of the people, the chap that helped keep us sane uh, during what felt like an endless stream of online um, uh, court hearings, which pretty much drove us all to the edge of insanity. Not only is he a social media guru and the man that kept us sane, but he's also the newly appointed chair, joint newly appointed chair, along with the wonderful James Spencer of the Swindon Town Football Club Supporters Trust. Absolutely delighted to welcome none other than Alex Pollock for his show debut. Alex, as soon as you hit unmute, mate, we're good to go. How are you?
1: I'm very well. Good evening. How are you?
0: Yeah, very well, thank you. Looking forward to putting you on the rack tonight. Putting you on the rack with some some quite unusual questions from the bellies of our supporters
1: it's uh it's an absolute honor to be here i think i'm the first trust STFC member to uh to appear so um thanks very much for having me i really appreciate it
0: no you're very very well and congratulations congratulations alex on your appointment as vice chair i know you're absolutely thrilled um Whilst whilst tonight is all about a little bit of lightness and brevity, do you want to give us an overview as to what your role is
1: going to be? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, I'm I'm sure most people listening will will know the role of the Trust and and what we've done over the last couple of years and the relationship we have with the club now. Um, My personal involvement has been with the Trust for about seven years now. Um, and I've been a board member uh, for five of those. And at the latest AGM, just just before the AGM, there was a, a bit of an internal proposal that we shared with the membership around the structure going forward. And Steve Mighton continues as chair. He's he's been chair as long as I have um, been involved in the trust. He's he's the person that kind of leads us forward. Um, but our previous vice chair was none other than Rob Angus, who, uh, as we all now know, is is the club CEO. Um so since last July there's been that kind of vacant position. Um both James Spencer and I have, have been on the board for for you know a similar amount of time and and the you know the, the proposal was put to both of us, would we like to share this position going forward? Um I think both our backgrounds and our skill sets complement each other. And to be fair, there'd be no other person on the board that you know I'd rather share that position with. So Um, A lot of what I'm going to be doing over the next kind of 12 months or at least until kind of the next AGM where we kind of have to all be revoted, A lot of the focus is going to be around um, aligning what the Trust's vision and strategy is. Both James and I are working on um, a new website for the Trust and also an approach around kind of member engagement. Um, And of course, we've got the big beast coming up, which is kind of getting the, the county ground acquisition over the line. Um, there is a deal in place that has been agreed with the council. Um, They're willing to sell the county ground for 2.3 million to a newly created joint venture, which is 50% owned by the club, 50% owned by uh, Swindon Town Community Mutual, which is the trust and the fans. Um, So I think the next three, six, nine months uh, are going to be pretty busy off the field. Um, And of course, we've just had the notification recently of when league two starts up again. And, um, it's going to be shorts at, shorts at the ready weather come come late July when um, we'll be kicking off the League Two season again.
0: Yeah, well, busy, busy times, Alex. And I think, I think you know, deep down, all the supporters are behind the trust. The thing that I think um, swelled me with confidence and certainly dragged my full support behind you guys in the summer it wasn't just the peril we were facing. Um, but it's just the fact that I think so many fans just wanted to demonstrate um you know how much they felt about the club in the in the face of what were some fairly disparaging remarks made in in court about the, the level of um official fan uh, mobilization behind alternative ownership of the club. Um the trust obviously made all the right moves in that respect and the number the um membership numbers were staggering. It felt like every day you were adding another five hundred here, six hundred there and it's a really nice rosy number now isn't it?
1: Yeah it's interesting obviously um he who shall not be named in the previous regime was was very quick to to become our friend a couple of years ago when he found out we were interested in acquiring a hundred percent of the county ground um but of course as as soon as that goes to court and things start unraveling we're you know we're the enemy and we don't represent the fan base um It was those remarks um probably just over a year ago now in, in the high court um it was those remarks that actually drove our membership I, you know I remember speaking to some of the guys and from sort of Monday to Friday we've we'd gone from about 250 members right up to about 800 members and then over the coming weeks it just grew and grew. Um, I think you know I speak to a lot of friends and, and a lot of colleagues and clients and things like that around my, my work involved in the trust and a lot of people ask for a bit of an analogy as to to what it's similar to and I mean rightly or wrongly we are very similar or the way it feels is we're very similar to kind of like any of the mainstream political parties there will be a small portion of people that you never hear from they absolutely love what they what you do there will be a large portion of of the fan base who you never hear from and just you know probably aren't hugely interested in what we do as long as everything's going right and then you've always got this this portion that you know either don't like you or, or are there to hold you to account. Um, I'm I'm the type of person that's that's very open, very public. You know, for me, um, you know, my role is in the trust and the relationship we have with the club. If you can direct any question, any comment to me, um, I'll absolutely take it. And if you've got a question, I'll, I'll get the answer for you. I think our membership and our fan base should ultimately be holding what we do as a trust board to account. Um, and actually, some of some of the the conversations and some of the discussions and the debate that goes on on Twitter um it's actually really beneficial for us um it's really good for us to get a wider view of how fans perceive what we do as a trust and how fans perceive you know what the football club are doing and um there will be people out there that you know i don't see eye to eye with on on some of the things that you know some of the commentary that's made but actually there's a lot of people out there who listening to their view and their take on things actually really educational for for us and for me as well so um yeah, I mean, the, the way you want things to come across doesn't always land in 280 characters, particularly when I'm you know, running from meeting to meeting on a, on a hot, sweaty day um, with clients and stuff like that. But I think everyone's on the same page if it comes from a loving place of us all wanting the best for Swindon Town Football Club, all wanting the best for our fan base and all wanting the best for the wider community. So, um, yeah.
0: Well, look, I mean, listen, Alex, as far as I'm concerned, I think I think there's three things I'll say to you in response to that. The first one is, um, you've only got to look at the, the swell within the county ground and our own attendances. It gives you a clear indication. I honestly believe that um, you guys were as, as, as important in the summer as light in the touch paper um, as the arrival of Mr Morfuni himself. So I congratulate you for that. And I do think that there is... Um, I, 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 do, I, I genuinely believe that our cr- crowds wouldn't be as big as they are now, um, had you guys not undertaken the efforts you did in the summer on a number of fronts. I think the second thing is in relation to facing questions, by God, you're gonna face some questions tonight, but whether they're quite the ones you've been facing normally, mate, well, is a different question altogether. Um, and I I, I think um, I just think I, I just think thirdly, Alex, at the end of the day. Um, this is a night for you to just, very rare, show your human side, kick, kick your heels up and just enjoy a bit of a, uh, hopefully a bit of a giggle with us across the across the piece. Uh, whilst we're on the subject of board members, Alex, I'm going to introduce you to uh, three key members of the Sir Tom Broadbent <laughs> Lounge uh, Executive Board, um, first of which will be uh, co-vice chair, a uh, certain Chris Phillips. Chris, good evening. Now then.
1: <laughs>
0: now then, the gavel of authority that is Chris. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one yes indeed you are so let's let's uh, chris chris is going to be responsible for keeping things uh, absolutely filthy dirty alex and making sure you're thoroughly embarrassed at every turn um, awesome. alongside chris we have the uh, again executive vice chair and also co-chair of marketing max springer max introduce yourself <laughs> Max, you sound
2: like Darth Vader. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah. Let me call it. Yeah. How we doing?
0: <laughs> very good very good thanks as, as max as max emerges from his vader like box taking taking off his helmet and attaching his oxygen pipe and, and and the last member of the board tonight alex that will be firing um witty questions in your general direction or unwitty depending on what side of the comedy fence you are is <laughs> our the wonderful our very own um uh what would i call you Um, Archbishop of Banterbury, Joe Vincent, ladies and gentlemen. Alex, meet Joe. Joe, meet Alex. Good evening. Good evening, Good evening, Mr. Vice
1: Chair. How are you all doing? This
0: is great. (laughs) <laughs> so uh listen i'll go, we'll get things a couple of things to say to you alex right at the very very start and a couple of nice tributes sent in my direction in relation not just the things that i just said to you but first things first i wanted to read you this wonderful tweet from a, a, a person that you have locked horns with um, and cross swords with a certain jason lane jason asked me to say to you can you please say to Alex that although we have clashed on a few things in the past, a couple of uh, over the past couple of years, I've always respected his, uh, his information and opinion. Although we will never be mates, I hope that we have a mutual respect. And 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 following on from that, Vic Morgan, no less, Alex. Vic Morgan has said. Oh, wow please pass on my grateful thanks to alex for his and trust here and his trust FCSC colleagues for all the essential updates on the swindon town supporters club panels last summer those sessions provided much needed guidance through the debris before we reached where we are now best regards vic high praise alex
1: yeah i think um vic knows probably more than most actually the, the kind of behind the scenes of that last year because We were we were always aware of the schedule of the court cases, but it quite often changed at last minute. Um, But the timings on the day were so erratic and so sporadic. It was crazy. So I would be logging on to a virtual court case at like eight thirty in the morning. It wouldn't kick off until 10. You'd have a very random 10 or 20 minute lunch break. You'd all come back online and then someone wasn't ready. Um, And those panel sessions were always booked in for six o'clock. And I shit you not, most of those court sessions didn't finish until about five thirty-five, five forty-five. Oh. So we spent a whole day consuming all of this terminology that I know absolutely nothing about. And thankfully, that one of the one of the unsung heroes was James Mayton, who's the the trust's pro bono lawyer. He was also on those. So so James Mayton and I and Stuart Willard and James Spencer, we would spend fifteen minutes. Basically, trying to dissect eight hours worth of court cases. So then, spend an hour trying to get the right words out to Vic and hundreds and hundreds of people that were just signing all the questions. I just, you know, I remember after most of those, just sort of shutting the laptop and just aimlessly going for a walk around town, gardens and old town for an hour. Just, just completely. <laughs> but um, I'm sure to the to the Swindon town faithful, to the public, they they wouldn't have been aware of any of that. So um, it's 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 all part of the ruse, right?
0: yeah all part of the ruse and what a job you did Alex and as I say just just kick back now just enjoy yourself crack, crack I've got a glass
1: of, of red I've got Cr- a glass of red actually which is very yeah, unlikely no, But uh, <laughs> don't
0: get too comfortable mate because uh yeah the curveballs are going to come thick and fast and, and with, with 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 that said Chris do you want to get us rolling all right then <clears throat> evening Alex
1: evening
3: right let's get this set started then um if you could merge two different animals to create the ultimate animal, what two animals would it be? And what would be their product? Oh, what
1: a, what a great question. Could it be, it could be any animal, right? Any animals. Any animal. I would merge an elephant because I just think they're fantastic creatures. Uh, and I have been privileged enough once upon a time to see them in the wild. I would merge an elephant. Uh... Oh, God, that's such a tough one. Probably with a majestic lion.
0: Oh, good Lord. That's
1: I've, got no I've got no idea why. <laughs> I mean, is there a right or
0: wrong answer to that particular question? Well, you, I, I mean, you've got to kind of explain what their product would be now, Alex. So you got its all very well and good you merging two of the grand, grandest wild animals in the world. However, what 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 are they producing? That's a
1: very um, good question. I didn't think t-
0: that. I'll tell you for a start, but you know, ch- childbirth's not going to be comfortable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and actually, yeah, if you. Yeah, and if you merge what what ends what,
0: you know, who takes the legs, who takes the horse, who
1: takes the the
0: pork? It's fraught with danger, that selection, Alex. Fraught with danger. I mean, is is he going to be eating plants? Is he going to be eating meat? I mean, this is going to be one very confused animal
1: yeah um, to be fair I didn't really um, I didn't really think this one through if, if I'm being totally honest and to be fair if if we thought bloody Jeff Goldblum and Steven Spielberg had it hard with Jurassic Park I think I've, I've well and truly fucked this one haven't I so um... <laughs> 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 yeah well that? You know, you in that? You, you're letting in a town
0: <laughs> end to come out now Alex <laughs> on the show but we're after the watershed so we're going to allow that <laughs> yeah <okay. laughs> a movie franchise in there, anyway.
3: (laughs) Joe, Joe, do you want to move us along? Absolutely. Evening,
4: Alex.
1: Evening. How you doing?
4: Yeah, all good, mate. Um, Just want to apologise first for the question for last summer for DMing you constantly over the summer. You probably got right pissed off at me. I was awful, but you put my mind at ease, which was the uh,
1: the main thing. All all part of the job. That's 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 what we're here to serve.
0: Trust, vice uh, so, check, counsellor Social media guru Anything this man can't do
1: I can't merge two animals together We found that out.
4: Um So my question for you is If you were suddenly arrested For no reason and your face was flashed All over the news What would your family and friends assume that you did?
1: Wow That is a good one um well the the thing is my mother assumes I can do no wrong. Um so I would dread to think what her thought would initially be. Um I don't know, maybe going maybe going too raw because maybe persistent standing at the back of the Don Rogers uh <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon and, and, and failure to sit down. Um I gosh, these are so-
0: Order for Pollock? How would you explain that? Uh,
1: yeah, I would go out kicking
0: and screaming, though. Um, oh, are you saying you'd be one of those guys as you're being dragged out? You thought the police have got him in a dual arm lock, and we've got legs and everything flailing everywhere. You get, you, you, you're not, you get, you're going down on your sword.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Because I mean, I'm not one to to condone breaking the regulations and not following the guidance, but. You know, I always see sometimes where you get these people who uh, you know, streakers on the pitch or those that are getting thrown out, they just they just sort of waltz out with a bit of a smile on their face. Sometimes you just wanna see a little bit of you know, you need a little bit more entertainment. You have given us far a bit, let's crack on, you know. Um, I think that's a
0: Freudian slip, Alex. I actually think we're gonna be seeing Alex Pollock streaking on the county ground next year. I think that's maybe what was on your mind.
4: No one wants yeah. to see Pollux Pollock. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's gonna be a hell of a scandal though.
0: <laughs> it would be. Could you imagine Johnny Leafield we've written a headline
1: for you? Pollock's Pollocks. All over. The yeah, the, the dog's the dogs Pollocks. That would that would probably be a good one. Um, I guess I'd probably just be worried that maybe no one pays attention to it and they think I'm someone different or it's a different person. Um, you know, that's because that's how much I'd slip under the radar, because I am very much, you know, above board.
0: That's the answer. <laughs> So, what we're saying is that the new vice chair of the uh, Swindon Town Supporters Trust is a football hooligan elect.
5: Yeah, I
1: mean, let's give it a go, right?
0: <laughs> football, football hooliganism as endorsed by the Swindon Town Supporters Trust. Steve Mike Steve and Rob Angus will be thanking you for that in the morning.
1: I can imagine my WhatsApp's probably going crazy right about now. <laughs> Stick to the script. Well, no, I quite like the idea of hanging hanging off that. But
0: I've just got to say it one more time because I think he's nailed it so well. Bollocks, bollocks, and I think what we could do, we could we could maybe ask Andrew Hawes to have a word with Sean Hodgetts, and we could have po- Pollock's Bollocks and Sean's Hodgetts chasing chasing both naked across the counterground ground pitch on the Saturday afternoon. There's your entertainment, ladies and gentlemen, your halftime entertainment.
1: Absolutely, and I mean, and I mean, if we speak to G.W. Reds, there's a Tifo in there somewhere as well. One hundred percent. I know that Jays
0: listening. We'll have that lined up for the first game of the season, Max. Before let's 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 move things on from groin chat, Max. What you got for us?
2: Right, let's go. All right, So uh, highlights. How are we doing this evening? I'm doing very well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Right. So this next question is from Sam Hart on Twitter, and his question to you is: How much hairspray do you use to keep your mane in place?
1: Do you know what? I actually don't. Um, and uh, I'm going to give a bit of advice now. It all comes down to um, effective use of the hairdryer and a comb. Um, if you uh, if you get if you get if you get out of the shower and you just quick towel dry, but then put put that um, hairdryer on very hot and get a good comb through it, you'll be absolutely fine. Sometimes a little bit of salt spray does the job. That's it. Nothing more. Nothing less.
0: Is, is is there anything Bit you can salt do spray. for me? Is there anything you can do for me in this department, Alex? Because I'm having envy just listening to the idea of placing a brush anywhere near my head.
1: <laughs> unfortunately, not. Um, there are some miracles that you know can be produced in and around the football club. but Unfortunately, that is not. Um... That's not one of them, I'm afraid.
0: Oh, hello. right. So if I get this right, according to Steve Hale, a bald banter is now a sexual assault. So I'm now effectively being sexually assaulted by Pollux, Pollux. That-
1: Oh, really? I didn't
3: know that. You are on
2: record, Alex. Right, let me let oh, remind you? you.
1: That's what I'm going to get arrested for. We found it. <laughs> sexual
0: assault on <laughs> <Hanners>. <laughs> Well, there we are. I'm on the phone to Ken Police right now, mate. They'll be speaking to Wills <laughs> they'll, they'll be all over you like a rash pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Right then, I've got a question for you, Alex. Yeah. If you were president of the of hashtag STFC, oh sorry, if you were to appoint a president of hashtag STFC Twitter, who would it be and why? Oh
1: my God, that is a brilliant, brilliant question. There is, I, I, I'm sure it's the same with most other football clubs, but I, I just feel like our hashtag has um one of the best communities around it. There are so many people out there off on their own little tangents creating communities and conversations around um around the different topics of subject. I I I very much remember last summer, um and I and I don't know if he's listening. I hope he won't call me out. I very, very vividly remember last year. Um Mr. Ben Nichols, Hyman 80, uh, on Twitter would I think I, I must have had three or four tweets a day from him uh, just, just just asking for a general update on what was going on with the court case. And I felt so bad continually going back with the same answer, like it's with the EFL. We don't know anymore. Um, and I don't know why, but um, Ben Nichols from, you know, Pimenati from, from that period last year very, very much sticks in my mind. Um, there are, I'm just trying to think who are some really good, um, tweeters and who would be particularly. I do, I do like the um, I do like Martin Crook and Darren Crook in and around, in and amongst it. They're they're, they're usually quite popular. Um, they they'd probably make the board. Um,
0: well, one crook often knows another couple of crooks, doesn't he? <laughs> um, uh,
1: who would I give? Who would I give? Um, to be fair, actually, I've got to hand it to her. Um, does, does a fantastic job for the Sir Tom Bull Bent Lounge and just generally always in and amongst it. And that's your very own Debbie,
6: yes, Debs
1: being One by um, i I've, I've got to be honest. Uh, she's she's always in and amongst it. Um, and uh, she would 100% be my president.
0: An inclusive choice from you, there, Alex. I'm going to put this back to the boys, actually, because I mean it's interesting. I mean, me personally, I think it's a hands down winner. I mean, I'm I'm voting uh, the the man to make not only America great again, but make uh, Swindon Town great again, is of course the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge's very own Jiff, um, newly appointed board member. Oh, and, yes. and 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 Jiffy's Jiffy's running mate. I am probably. I'm going to go for um, the purely because she is the luckiest woman in the world. Um, a- again, I want a nice balanced ticket. I'm
6: going to put Claire Follett in there with Jiffy. Oh, I think that's a yeah.
0: dream ticket.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's some great suggestions. And actually, I feel really bad because my memory's not coming back to me now. I know I know, there are so many good tweeters for hashtag STFC out there. But actually, if I went away and looked at it and came back to you, we'd. We'd have a whole, we'd have a whole board, we'd have a whole political party running there. Um, Top, top marks to everyone that gets involved in that hashtag.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's very, very kind of you. Well, look, we'll move things along. I've got another question for you, Alex. uh, Assuming you have a pet, if your pet could talk. What's the one thing they could say that would completely ruin your image?
1: Um, unfortunately, I don't. I don't have a, a pet. It's, it's a bit of a contentious issue at home at the moment because the missus won't let me get a dog. I bet you got a um, spider. I bet there's a spider. We can count that. Well, probably a spider. Um, she has kind of thrown it out to me. She's like, if you if you propose, I'll let you get a dog. So um, I'm just just kind of in that mindset at the moment of of you know how much do I really want a dog? Um, moving on um the spider i don't know the spider would probably sound very vain i um you know because i'm always on camera virtually for work i've got a lovely little ring light here in the room there's a little mirror nearby um i've always got to check that fringe make, make sure that salt spray is keeping things in check so um yeah i'd probably get called out for being a little bit too vain
0: too vain the, the spider sees you in front of the mirror too much well let's see, see seeing as we're on a roll and we've name checked a couple of these boys already mate um <laughs> Rob Angus, James Spencer, Steve Mighton, Shag, marry or avoid?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I spend so much time with James Spencer, he's probably not going to get offended if I avoid him. Um, and that's just purely, purely for, for uh, us catching up most days. Um, you know, Steve, Steve Mighton has done a fantastic job for the trust over the years Um, He was the one that ignited the conversations with the council, you know, six, seven years ago and and has had hundreds of meetings. So maybe maybe Steve deserves a night of passion. Um, Rob Angus, you know, if he can run a football club, he he can absolutely run a household. So he'd probably be the one to marry, right?
0: Well, 100 percent. I've got no no issues with that. So I think ultimately, Alex it's a very personal selection and, and I'll, I'll, I'll be happy with that selection i'm sure each of those chaps would, would be very happy with the way you've articulated it also joe joe jo, move us along quickly
4: <laughs> my pleasure um my next question is it true online pornography is best enjoyed by a courtroom video link
1: um I think you'd have to ask Colin West QC that question, though. (laughs) Um, I've only had the the privilege of attending one um, court case. Uh, And unfortunately, and I'm really gutted, I actually wasn't on that session that day where where that kicked off. I know it's not etiquette and I know, you know, wouldn't condone it. But um, unfortunately, I wasn't present on that day, which which is a bit annoying. Um, Uh So whoever whoever the mystery... um, voyeur was um we, we'd have to ask them So don't know but Colin, Colin West PC probably sounds sounds like email a thing or two
4: Well, it's certainly oh. a good bonding session it's a nice icebreaker I think
1: a good bondage session yeah <laughs> yeah <goodnight>.
0: like <laughs> not sure you'd make much sense if it was <laughs> I think yeah in the, in the interest of uh, of of uh, keeping things like, clean and keeping things legal uh, we'll uh well, d- d- objection sustained. Let's let's let's, let's move <laughs> us along, Max. Max, yeah,
2: we're sw- swiftly moving on. <laughs> okay, Doctor Alex Frankenpollock, if you could build the worst town player in history from four X town on pit servants, what would he look like, and where does he play?
0: Oh, Doctor Alex Frankenpollock, how are you going to oh, dissect Alex- four town <laughs> players, chop them up, mould them, talk horror show players? Ooh, oh, oh.
1: I mean, there's there's a bit of a theme going on with the questions tonight, and I wasn't very good at merging two animals, so this this could go a bit haywire. So let me know. I've got four X players.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they have to be and terrible. They,
1: they have to be terrible. Um, what do they what look like? And where do they play? Oh, oh that's a very good. Good. Uh let's think. Who would I have? Okay, right. I'm going I'm going way back to when I was uh when I was a bit bit younger here as well now. Um uh, I'm just thinking. I always remember going to football with my uncle and my dad when I was very young, and my uncle absolutely hated Alan Reeves. Does anyone uh, remember Alan Reeves? Reeves. And um he used to call him Donkey. Uh, really loudly, so um, I'm, I'm probably going to start there. Um, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be uh, Rusey's hoofing legs. Um, who, else, who else? If we moving, if we're moving up the body. Gosh, this is a tough one. God, I might need some assistance on this one. it.
0: Um, got got if you've done the legs, you've got to surely fit a little bit of Razor Midriff in there, have you not?
1: Oh, that's, oh. A, good, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good shout. We're, we're now getting a little bit top-heavy. We're now getting a little bit top-heavy. I'm not sure Reeves' legs could sustain a, a, a Razor Midriff, but we'll go there. We'll go there. Um... There was, uh, I, there was, do you remember we, we had a guy that came from Watford who made like one appearance back in the early 2000s?
0: Moses Ashikody.
1: Moses, was that the one? Moses Ashikody. Um, no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just he just played like 45 minutes and everyone was like, who the hell is this guy? Um, I think, I think that rings a bell. Um So, so let's, let's stick his arms in there. Um, and then, and then we just need a head really, don't we? Oh. It's got to be Aidan Flint's head.
2: Aidan
0: Flint's
2: head. Oh, I think it's just been released by Cardiff. No. Yes, he has. There we go. Yeah, Aidan. and then the room has gone wild zero, again.
0: Zero zero sympathy from the Satan Broadbent Lounge, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: all sure. right. So, let's just let's recap. Then we've got we've got Reezy's, Reezy's legs, essentially. raises torso. Yeah. Ashikodi's arms with Aidan Flint's head
1: looks good i'm really looking forward to seeing the dan designs version of that um up for sale on his
2: website tomorrow well i mean that player screams mobility right
0: <laughs> dr frank and pollock you've excelled yourself with that one i've, I've, I've got a i've got a question for you alex what yeah worth, what's worth more to you your little loyalty points or your Swindon town loyalty points
1: um, well I think the Swindler Town loyalty points is a bit of a contentious issue, right? So um I'm not hundred percent sure what my the town loyalty points would be worth. So um I don't I don't know if anyone does. Um so I'd have to go with my little points on that one.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, you, you can't buy yourself a nice maple bacon quiche with your Town loyalty points, can you? Yeah.
1: No, and um, I love the I love the fresh bakery section at Lidl. Um, someone posted a tweet the other day saying, "Does our uh, does our town cash or our town credit carry over?" Um, and I've got absolutely no idea what town cash or town credit is. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd raise that one. Oh my God! I'd, yeah,
0: I mean, we've uh, listen. We're a, we're a very uh, we're we're a very experimental town at the end of the day, aren't we? I'm, I'm sure there's a whole host of wonderful things that we've engaged with at some point. I mean, there was a there was a very interesting media tie up, wasn't there, at the start of the season, where you could accrue points. Does any of my board members want to jump in and ask to tell me how many points they accrued with such a system? But uh, it seemed to disappear as quickly as it arrived.
2: Yeah. I'm not even sure how many loyalty points I have. And I'm not sure if I've been if I've used them at all. It helps to know a season ticket holder, I think. I'd be going with the little points for the for the same reason Alex said, the bakery and specifically the tougher yum yums at little do. Uh,
0: you, oh, you've got me excited now. Do you do you think we should maybe do some kind of collab in the club shop? We could sell quiche in the club shop. <laughs> Hey, listen. We've got we've got town branded chocolate Brazils, I believe, or Haribo. Why can't we have town branded uh,
1: Um, Give uh, Give Danny Lee had a commercial shout. I'm sure he'll. Uh, I'm sure he'll be straight on that.
0: Hey, listen. We've got there's a little just over the way there. It's not far. Do you know? We could. We it's a win win. Surely a win win. <laughs> anyway, Chris, move us on. Uh, even a in.
3: Alright, uh, you are marooned on a desert island with Hoops and Jonah. You can take one item with you. What is it and why?
1: Um, it, it's It's going to have to be a mobile phone because I don't think the world would exist I would be able to cope without uh, Life of a Kitman TikTok. Uh, and great show. Um, secretly, I would just love to be on that channel. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 something something for everyone else and something for me, you know.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. I mean, I personally, I would have probably gone for a three-man hammock. Those boys do spoon well. <laughs>
1: <Not> <laughs> like gonna come in between two uh, pro spooners like that. You know, they've been on the road a lot this year. Don't um, yeah. th- th- don't need to be breaking that one up.
0: I don't mind telling you at first hand experience those boys have got an epic man hug. Like it's sincere, it's got good clench about it. They, they they make you feel they make you feel good after a home defeat, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well look, here's one for you, Alex. What is the worst piece of STSC merch you have ever owned?
1: Oh, my God, the worst piece of STFC merch I've ever owned. And it's not
0: allowed to be quiche.
1: It's not allowed to be quiche. I did, I did, I was bought, um, I was bought a pack of STFC branded sweets years ago. uh, And they were just, they were just disgusting and stale. Um, And actually, I think since then, it's kind of put me off merchandise a little bit um so it never goes on the christmas list unfortunately um so yeah um, it's not an exciting answer but it wasn't an exciting um it wasn't an exciting experience so i think you're making an
0: excuse not to spend money in the club shop alex you don't get many stale scarves mate now come on
1: um yeah that's very true um, and I still don't know what my town cash points are, where I can spend them on. Although I, I do you know what? I've just, I've, just, my, uh, my girlfriend's in the other room listening and she's just replied the STFC pink women's tea, surely. Um, and that's just reminded me of the, um, of the recent, um, uh, merchandise, which I think has been changed, but it was the spelling. Uh, it was the Ali alley, alley, um, Oh, yeah. God, those were terrible. And it was you know intentional what?
0: partridge. It was intentional partridge.
1: But, but you know what? I really want one with the ALI, ALI, because I just didn't hit the nail on the head there. It's so partridge that I actually think that's quite a cool title.
0: <laughs> it will certainly be collectible. I did notice a couple of days after one of our one of the WhatsApp groups that I'm proud to be a member of, um sort of tweeted the uh yeah, the very obvious uh, sort of spelling and grammar issues. Um I strolled into Sedan's in Swindon for my for my breakfast on a match day and I saw that there was a t-shirt and that correction had been made fairly quickly. Literally only a matter of day a day or two later. So they jumped on oh, wow. it. You got you've got to give them credit.
1: Yeah, I, I, I had heard rumblings that, that that was kind of going back through review and there would be sort I don't know what the process was behind the scenes for it, but um, the more, the, the longer the time has gone on, I, I kind of I kind of wish i got one. Oh, I
0: don't blame you. Joe, you're up. Uh,
4: what we got here? Uh, okay, Summers 22-23, party on the pitch. Who are you getting to headline the gig? <laughs>
1: Um I would uh for me it's it's gotta be a family friendly crowd pleaser. Um uh, music wise, for me one hundred percent would be nile Rogers um with Earth, Wind and Fire and Paolo de Cano. Um just all all three collaborating um for for an absolute horrendous party on the pitch.
0: Oh yeah. Are you are you gonna get Garner drunk and get him up on stage? And if so, what's he gonna be belting out?
1: That's a good show actually. I d I don't know. Ghana Garner, Garner's one of those ones where I've not I've not really sussed out his persona too much. He's he's he is um he's very good at the kind of Friday media duties. And I've been at a couple of club events that he's spoken at and he uh he's very knowledgeable on our football and, and and speaks that kind of um football talk that's very um, very steady, very knowledgeable, very comfortable as a head coach from my perspective. I don't know if you'd ever see him on... I don't know if you, It would be a coup if you could get him on the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge. How epic would that be?
0: be? Better still, let's do a video on the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge of me and Garner singing I'm Too Sexy in Black String Vests. Perfect. Done. There you go. End off. I will tell you
1: what. I'd, in fact, solid. Book me. I'm in. i in next. Hour. I'll do it for free. I'll headline the gig. Let's have it. I'll, um, I'll, I'll just make a note and I'll bring that up at the next advisory board.
0: Yes, please. There'll be. In fact, we'll, we'll go the whole hog. We'll 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 get all the Swindon Town baldies in the mix. we will be like a bunch of ball- eggs boiling in a pan. You won't, won't you won't be able to keep us down. <laughs> Um, Max, do you wanna do you
2: wanna take up the next one? Let's go. Alright, this is this is gonna be an interesting one, because I see that um Andrew is is listening in. Alex, Andrew Hawes and Chris Wise arm wrestle, who are you betting on?
1: Oh. Oh. Andrew Hawes and Chris Wise are in the arm wrestle. I mean I think I'm going to go Andrew Horse. I think he'd be a bit of a dark horse. The only reason I'm saying that is because for 90 minutes every Saturday he sits with his arm in that position, holding the microphone, (laughs) and I feel that there's some muscle memory going on there. So I'm going to go Andrew Horse.
0: Yeah, all right, it, all
2: right, it. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm completely up with that, 100%. And uh, Andrew, send us a big thumbs up. You'll be, be pleased to know on our WhatsApp group. He, he approves. But, you know, so you're basically saying Chris Wise, I mean, he's a dashing-looking chap, Chris. I've never forgiven him for scoring past me on the county ground pitch um, and humiliating me in front of a, 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 well, a sparsely populated town end. But he's a, he's a dashing-looking lad, though. You know, he's, he's got a good he's got good physique. But you, I mean, you're basically saying it's a little bit like Stallone in Over the Top, working out in his truck. Like he's just, he's, he's, just, he's, he's just got that going on with the mic. Hasn't he? Like, it's great logic.
1: There we go, Done.
0: All right then. Well, uh, Alex, one from me. So the world runs out of pollock. What's your favourite fish?
1: Oh, uh, I, uh, I do you know what? I had it just last week. I love a bit of sea bass, mate. Um, oh, you're yeah. so media. Come on, love love a bit of sea bass. Um, <laughs> I mean, stocks of pollock are very, very good at the moment, particularly North Atlantic, right? So, um, I don't, you know, I don't think we're ever going to be in that position, thankfully. Um, I don't, I don't think there's a more exciting answer because I actually am a really big fan of sea bass, which is quite boring.
0: Well, it's like I said, it's, it's that's that's a discerning media man's uh, fish of choice, so mm-hmm. I, I think. You know, I, I can I can see you there on Charlotte Street, Alex, boshing back your uh, your, your your nicely cooked sea bass, enjoying a, enjoying a glass of red in the sun. Uh, we're we're going to we're going to come back to your media credentials, Alex, in a while. We'll, we'll keep our powder dry on that because I've got one more for you while we're at it. Yeah, so the Swindon Town Football Club, class of 2022-23, can win the league, but you have to personally sacrifice your teeth. So is it league glory? or a life in dentures? Your choice.
1: Oh, if I don't sacrifice my teeth, where do they finish? But I can't <laughs> win the league. Um, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd still, I'd, I think if I retained my teeth, we'd still probably get second or third, at least automatic. Um, not sure I could do a life of dentures. Um, so, yeah, probably going to get slated for that one too. Alex,
0: I'll tell you what. I've got a challenge for you. Either go in the other room or call out to your partner and let's get her answer. What would she prefer?
1: So I go ask. We go ask her right now. Yep. Okay. We'll uh, we'll, we'll go through and, and, and Hannah, so I'll, I'll I'll let you ask the question again. You are live in the living room. Oh, the that's lovely. oh,
0: hi guys. What's going on? Hello. <laughs> We, we've got a, we've got a big question, but you've got to take it really, really seriously and give it due consideration. Okay, so, firstly,
1: whoa, 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 who are you and what are you doing in my living room?
0: <laughs> well, listen, I I ask the questions here, lady. All right, you just, you just, okay, okay. You just, you, just, you just back down. I, I and, and I, the questions I ask have got real clout, so brace yourself.
3: Okay, here we go.
0: So the Swindon Town class of twenty twenty two twenty three can win the league, but Alex has to sacrifice his teeth. So is it he keeps his teeth and no league glory, or you get to see a very, very, very happy Alex, but a life indentures?
3: He keeps his teeth.
0: (laughs) You'll get on so well with my wife. (laughs) Thanks thanks
1: very much, Holly. Appreciate that.
0: Thank you, Mrs Pollock. There we go. Oh, bless her. (laughs) There's nothing. There's, there's nothing like a uh, a good impromptu uh, uh, interview. A little bit. A little bit of doorstep in, <laughs> Alex. And please yeah, do send her our appreciation. Will do.
3: Chris, do you want to move us on? Uh, quickly moving ahead then. So, um,
1: a hardwood floor at Shea Pollock. Hardwood floor. Um, you know, a lovely, lovely old. 1930s victorian house here it's 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 uh hardwood floor
0: throughout Oh impressive yeah Yeah. indeed and now but alex the real question is was it there before you moved in it was actually yeah Mm. And, 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 and was it one of those homely features that made that house purchase essential
1: uh no i think it was just really good value for money at the time um, unfortunately, which which again is a really Mrs. safe, middle of the road kind of decision, you know.
0: Does does, does Mrs. Does P uh, behave herself with the high heels on said hardwood the floor? There's
1: a lot, There's a lot of dents in this floor. I will give you that.
0: Ah. <laughs> Absolute disgrace! I'm 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 I'm, I'm just finding our relation. My relationship with Mrs. Pollock is drifting now. It's drifting. <laughs> <laughs> right what we got next Joe
4: yep my turn. Um okay who's your most detested player to ever wear the red and white of STFC and why is it Aiden Flynn
1: yay <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. brilliant. Bro, I, I'll, I'll let you have that answer that's
0: perfect and, and does it does it just come down to the song I mean that's that's the, the circumstance, the lyrics. He was so so. You just, read the room, Aidan. Read the room. Yeah. Hitch, surely. Who, who else we got? What else we got here then? Uh, Max, you're up next.
2: Right here we go. Alex, what's what? Uh, given your nice hardboard floors, yeah. what's the most disgusting thing you've ever located at the bottom of your fridge? We've heard about how the nice the how nice the floors are in your house, but what about the fridge?
1: Yeah, there. Uh, do you know what we we did have an incident with with some cream a couple of weeks ago? Um, oh, the worst oh, dairy, oh, work. the cream. Cream in the fridge does does not go well. Um, every every day's a school day, right? I only found out a few weeks ago that there was a little hole in the back of the fridge that seeps down into a little tray that sits on top of a heating device. Um, Cream went down and, I mean, yeah, we, we, we spent days trying to find out what that smell was. Um, no. Things got washed that never been washed before, you know, in and around the house. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was some cream molding out the back.
0: Well, I've got another challenge for you, Alex. I hope you're up on your feet. Yep. Can you make your way to your fridge and tell us the most disgusting thing you can see in there right now? The most disgusting thing I can see in there right now?
2: Let's yeah, go yeah, right
0: to the bottom. Dig deep and be honest. We're watching. Do you know
1: what? You know what? I it's going to be Keith. Don't think there will be because we just we just done a food shop. Let's have a look.
0: What's going
3: on again?
1: Just What's going what? on now? Really <laughs> going <about. laughs> I mean, the fridge is looking pretty good. It's well stocked. It, uh, yeah, I can't. I can't fault this fridge. Uh, I well, mean,
0: there's, no, some... there's not even a. You've not got a speck of mould.
1: Yeah, it's
4: got nah. like a furry blueberry
1: somewhere.
0: <laughs> there's
1: no, uh, no, 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 no moulds in there. Unfortunately, That's, that was, I, feel, I feel like I've let you down on that one. I feel like other people's
3: fridges no, are really. Oh, no, place. You know, no, it's an
0: achievement for mankind to have a clean fridge, Alex. We'll let you have that. <laughs> right, Alex. Another question from me. Mud wrestling with Clem. Now, you can win a cool million squid if you fight Clem to the death. Or you can win £10,000 if Peaks steps in for you. Which do you choose?
1: So I can win it. Do you know what? I'll um, take Peaks stepping in on that one. Um, I've, I've always been a lover not a fighter you know and um, mud getting in and amongst these pores with this lovely skin it's probably not the one for me right now so um, yeah Pete can step in I'll take the 10k and I'll just, I'll just watch for my fun I
2: don't want to mess um, up the hairdo either I don't want to mess yeah. up the hair
1: very good point no, but you
0: say that but let's go back to Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator like mud and that lovely slick like slick back that kind of works I reckon you could rock that Alex
1: yeah, maybe I could just do that as a as a bit of a, a hairstyle once, without have to, having to get in, you know and, and wrestle. Um, we'll, we'll see how that works out.
0: Yeah, well, you could do maybe to Bring some mud back, in, like you know, as part of his victory tour. <laughs> right, uh, got another one from uh, this one's from uh, this is from Oliver on Twitter. Oliver wants to know: Do you think the big toe feels self conscious about being the big toe?
1: Do you know what? I I saw that one earlier on, actually. I think that's a very profound question. Um and I just think if you think of it from a kind of stoic perspective, I think all the toes feel a nice little balance because ultimately even weighting across all of them is is, you know, a, a good bit of balance for the body. I would imagine though, secretly behind the scenes, the, the big toe's kind of subconsciously is got his ego kind of go. It knows it's the big toe, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're probably right. I think the, 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 the problem with the big toe is like he's a bit like I don't know. It's, it's go back to your selection of player. It's kind of like the razor Ruzzer torso of the toe world, isn't it? I mean, it's never, it's never a looker.
1: Never, it never is.
0: Yeah, and it's got a weird chest wig going on as well. If you're my big toe, I don't mind telling you. I mean, I, I don't know whether I should address that or what, but. Um, I'm, I'm not particularly. I'm not particularly pleased with the with the big toe. What's your what Joe? What do your big toes look like? Have you got attractive big toes, Joe. Uh,
4: I'm, I'm sat wearing sliders. I'm looking at them now. <laughs> They're monstrosities. I can tell you. I, yeah. I take kicking for it. My girlfriend hates yeah. them. In school, I was called Big Toe Joe at one point. That was an actual thing that made me upset back in the day. Um,
1: oh, are you sure he's not mid red mid? Misread the question then. Was the question something to do with Big Toe Joe? I'm
4: getting I'm getting my just desserts of Pollock's Pollocks now, aren't I?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Big Toe Joe, Pollock's Pollocks, Sean's Hodges, they're all coming out. I don't want to take you down the road of Andrew Hawes. That could that could lead a whole different conversation. No. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm here all night. Right. All right then Alex, we've we we've got another we've got another uh, we've we've got another uh, uh, task for you. We, yep. we need you to um, return to the room with Mrs. P, if you wouldn't
1: mind. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Right, well, I'm just going to do that now. Bear with me. We're making friends tonight. We absolutely. are. Absolutely. Here we go. Back back in the room with Mrs. P. Uh,
0: <laughs> Mrs. P.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, Mrs. P, um, we would like you to um, examine Alex's big toes and ask us, should Alex feel more self-conscious because of the state of his big toes?
1: I can tell you first hand that absolutely not. I don't even need to examine the most beautiful things. But put them in my mouth right now if you need to hear me suck them. There we go.
0: And
1: that is oh, That is, that is, that is the you, Ofcom. That is the Ofcom uh review officer now. <laughs> <Broadway world. laughs> <laughs>
3: right,
0: what we got next? Chris, lead us along
3: um where are we um, right. this is one from um from legally swin via twitter what is where, sorry, where is the strangest place you've ever met a footballer
1: yeah i've got two on this actually because i did see this one come through when i was a kid uh flew up to uh was, was on our way back from glasgow into bristol um, flying from Glasgow Airport with my dad and my uncle. And uh, Matt Letizia was uh, sat at our gate waiting to board a flight. And I asked for his autograph and had a bit of a conversation. And um, there's no other open gates anywhere near where we are. And um, he proceeds to Palestine. he's waiting for his flight back down to Southampton. Um, I don't know if he ever made that flight because he was sat outside the gate. He was going back to Bristol, so uh, I've got no idea why he was sat there. It's something of a strange one. Um, secondly, who I'm just trying to think what, what was the, I can't remember the guy's first name, but do you remember the French footballer Liza Razou? Um, oh, yeah. yes, nineteen ninety-eight World Cup winner. I think Euro two thousand. Um, very strangely i was at the opening of a hotel in paris a couple of years ago and he was also a guest and um i spent an hour stood next to him and um he was telling me all about how post football he's now a black belt in jiu jitsu um and surfs for 12 hours a day yep so yeah
0: he is the, he's a he's the original dark horse yeah, absolutely. It's quite unassuming, isn't it, Alex? It's quite unassuming. I judge that book by its cover at peril.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Just a very, very
0: nice gent. Very nice gent. Yeah, silly name, though. But we'll move
1: on. Yeah, and
5: I think didn't didn't. I'm
1: was, was pretty sure Patrice ever called him a tramp once, didn't he? And that sort of knocked his confidence. That's probably why he's <laughs> in public life and has gone into the world of jiu jitsu and, and surfing off the, the French coast.
0: Yeah, it was probably. I wonder whether Patrice Everett calling him a tramp actually uh, sort of was the motivation he needed to turn himself into a double ard uh, door kicker. <laughs> uh, because they were both left backs, weren't they? So, oh yeah, they were. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah that,
0: that, that's that's one of those, isn't it? That's one of those things. Like that's like a rival for your place, just trying to live in your head, rem free. And I reckon he achieved it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, now, just jujitsu
0: on the weekend and, and surfing Monday to Friday. Yeah, scary guy, scary guy. Um, Joe, move us along.
4: Uh, To add a little uh, extra content to that last question, a few years ago I was in Iceland uh, whale watching, and I genuinely I can't do the sea. I get seasick as I'm sick as a dog when I'm on water. Um, I came off the boat because I threw up, so they docked just for me. Uh, I thought I'd go find a pub in Reykjavik, but I bumped into Mike Dean. What a, oh, guy. Right. What a yeah. guy. That's a weird one. thought I'd have to add that out of uh, nowhere. My things a bit Marmite, isn't he? My Dean's a bit Marmite. Genuinely, top, top man. He was such a nice bloke. I sat with him for a little bit because I was on my own. Um, and his wife was lovely as well. So I walked up to him on a whim. I was half expecting him to be Spanish or German when I was saying that. I walked up to him. I was like, hello, are you my Dean? And he went, no. And he just to me with a blank stare, and then he gave me a hug. And I thought, <laughs> it's just the most
5: Mike Dean thing I do. <laughs> he I've
2: walked past me, work he work walked past with... me a tram here away, Mike Dean. I, but I didn't, I should have got a picture of it. He was with his mate, so I didn't want to bother him. I,
0: <laughs> I agree with the here, Alex. Alex, I've got one that I think you will like, where we yeah. talk about where, where professional worlds and uh, and and the football world collide. So, um, two, two former media boys here in deep in conversation, Alex, you and I, and I was at house party on the outskirts of Twickenham, um, enjoying a Guinness in the sun with a half-cut Johnny Douglas. And Johnny Douglas was wearing a nice pair of drain pipe, a nice pair of boat shoe, I believe. And he had a and he had a nice sort of timber. I remember thinking that his shirt wasn't appropriate for the conditions. He had a lumberjack shirt on, buttoned all the way up to the top on a hot summer's day. Oh wow! Yeah. Now, how does Johnny Douglas get himself into a uh, house party? He's, he's, he's all the works of Brentford there, hasn't he? That's all I can say. Just down the road, he's got to be the West London things.
1: I imagine he, I imagine he likes to fight the Guinness as well. Was he on the Guinness as well?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was on the Guinness. But um, yeah, nice chap. He, interestingly, he went a little bit coy when I mentioned I was a Swindon fan. At first he said to me, I think it's I think he said something along the lines of, Are you taking the piss? And everybody <laughs> realised I was I was legit. Things moved on quite quickly and he and he literally scuttled off into the crowd. So um, yeah, Johnny Johnny Douglas, post-Swindon house party. Wasn't keen to hang around. Can't think why. <laughs> Max <laughs> what what we got next, Max? Right. <laughs>
5: I think oh.
4: <laughs> Did I skip my question?
2: Oh, yeah, we did. No, yes, Joe next. It
4: is oh, Joe I'm next. Sorry. I'm I was, sorry. I was bringing up Mike Dean. I was gloating that I met the greatest
0: referee in the history of association football. You played the Joe, You played the Mike Dean trump card, didn't you? That's what you did. <laughs> you, you, you won the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge. You won um, the Mike Dean. To my actual question...
4: Harry McCurdy and Paney are pitching a lift. You only have room for one. Who do you pick up? That's from Daz on Twitter.
1: Uh, do, do you know what? I think I, I might get really good at this. I think I'd probably go the um I think I think if I picked up Harry McCurdy, he'd probably have a list of errands. We'd have to go here, there and everywhere. Um... You know, it just—I just think Payne, Yeah, he, he, he probably pain feels like the type of person who probably wouldn't even want you to drop him where he'd actually going. If it, ah, just drop me somewhere around here, you know, I walk from it, and it's actually like you know a mile away. Um, I just—I just think it would be the easier, the easier route. You know, um, um, I feel like yeah. Macum
4: is the sort of bloke to yank on the uh, handbrake for a laugh <laughs> or beep your horn when you're going past anyone walking on the sides on the side of the road.
1: Yeah, you, you can
0: get all that. You can get all that. Yeah, I agree. He's yeah, all those gags. I can see that, Joe. All those gags—knocking the car out of gear as you're approaching, you know, the old roundabout. The cars revving. He's doing all of that, isn't he? He's hiding your spare tire, and then he's letting your tire down. He's doing all those kind of things, just just for shits and giggles. <laughs> Payne on the other hand, I've got to tell you. Payne, I just want to sit there touching him. He's just beautiful. He's a beautiful man. (laughs) I I do. I just just feel tactile towards Payne. I just want to touch him.
2: Come on, we want him to (laughs) reside.
0: Well... Listen, I, 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 I just speak my mind. I, I, I speak as a fan, but what a beautiful man Payne is! A beautiful man in, in, in every every sense of the word. He's got backflips. He's got a new barnet. You know, he just oh, recovers. It's
2: gone on the radar that, with McCurdy's new <laughs> one.
0: But you're, you're not keen?
2: Oh no, I, I, I don't mind it, but it's gone under the radar. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but Currie's stolen the limelight on that one. Does does it mean that the Payney signs have they done that as as kind of uh you know mark the occasion that the Payney stand as well? I don't know.
0: Or is it a cheerio tribute, Alex?
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe, but I'd like to think it was the other one.
0: That last tryst in the bromance. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, look,
2: Max, move us along. Right. Speaking of Harry McCurdy, this one's from Daz on Twitter. You're at the gents, busting for a wee, but Harry rushes in, and he's also busting, but there's only one urinal free. And this is multiple choice. Do you A, let Harry go and wet yourself, B, share and compare, or C, say, sorry, Harry, this ain't the 18-yard box?
1: <laughs> um, I mean... I remember the last time I pissed myself in public. So um probably gonna avoid that one though. Uh B feels a bit too European for me, that does. Um, I'll probably go I'll probably go C his you know his black as and I know he was younger than mine, so um you can hold it, you can wait. You respect your eldest kind of vibe.
2: I can respect that. <laughs> good luck with that. I reckon Harry's, Harry's up to
0: no good behind you, mate, while you're, you're making him hold it. I dread to think what you're dropping your pot what you're putting in your pocket. Sorry to butt in, lads. Have we just seen that breaking news has come through? I've just seen something about Charlton appointing someone. Please don't tell me it's at our expense. Uh, yeah.
4: We're looking like we could be a, oh. a
0: bald badger. No. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> go again um,
4: Charlton have agreed compensation for Swindon town for Ben Ghana.
1: oh wow is, is this the first time there's ever been a Sir Tom Wardman lounge where there's been breaking news of this calibre have we just now flipped from an ask me anything to a uh, funny phone in? well I, I think is it, okay
0: have, have we got that as a verified source
4: Coming from local press from around the area, from South London. So oh, right. Yeah,
2: SLP sports editor, Richard Corley, it's coming from.
4: Do I need to get my yellow tie on? Like, the prime, Jim White.
0: I don't, I'm sort of, I don't know what to say. Well, listen, I mean, we've, we've broken the news about Joe Tomlinson signing on the, on the show, mid-show before. But, yeah, this is obviously... I'm a little okay, so my brain is starting to process the news. If I mean, listen, that let's let's we we should spend a little bit of time about it. I mean, obviously, a lot of it will depend on the the sheer size of the uh compensation package that's been agreed. And and if we're going to go down that route, I think we've all got to just quickly try and sort of get CADS on and make sure that CADS is getting his application in. Oh,
4: that's massive, isn't it?
0: That's a that's left field news, guys, isn't it? I mean, I'm guessing literally, but judging by our stunned silence.
1: Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think what. what I was, I was just, um, just
3: trying to read the, uh, the story. It, it actually says Ghana has agreed the, um, the deal as well. So it's it's not just a case of talks, it looks
0: like it's happening. Wow. Okay, so I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what's really interesting about this. So I genuinely, I'm not just saying this to be polite and just to fit, you know, to fill in sort of our stunned silence. But I was thinking about, because obviously we, we've enjoyed, It depending on which side of the fence you sit, he's, he's drawn some real criticism this season. And equally, he's drawn an enormous amount of admiration for the way he responded to that criticism. Um particularly after that poor run of games that we had, which included Salford, Newport, Leighton Orient, etc., re- responded brilliantly. Um, and I, I, I did sort of ask myself what kind of club might sort of turn to Ben Garner and, and, and give him an opportunity. And I was of the impression that I just didn't think he'd done enough to attract a, a big club like because I think a lot of the success that he's enjoyed I mean Ben Chawley's enjoyed um, quite a lot of plaudits this year for the signing of players I appreciate Ben Garner's the one that's got to put him out on the pitch and get them playing but I, I genuinely didn't see a club of the stature of Charlton Athletic coming in for Ben Garner but geographically it makes sense he lives in Causton uh, just down the road from Croydon so you know it, it, it works for family he's got a young family that will likely obviously see a lot more of it um, and hopefully they've written us a bloody great big cheque but managerial compensation Alex is never that great is it? It's normally only ever a, I mean appreciate we're going back a little bit here but I remember when we lost Glenn, Glenn model, we didn't get a huge payout from Chelsea relative to the time so I can't envisage we've got any more than 100, 200 grand for him
1: No and, and I think I mean you touched on it there just before around you know Ghana being a bit of a divisive um, kind of head coach uh, uh, amongst the, the kind of fan base and, and I've got friends and I've got family you know, those who uh, thought he was great and thought he was fantastic and thought he'd done really well and, and those who really didn't like his style of football so um, all I would say is in, in the kind of build-up to the season before Clenmore TV, um took charge of the in town obviously there was there was conversation going on behind the scenes with, with Ben Chorley the, the director of football um, and I think it, it's kind of credit to more Ben Chorley for the kind of how the season has gone well, because a lot of the recruitment uh, has kind of been around him, and a lot of the ethos of the way the team plays is actually down to that kind of precedent that the Ben Chorley is setting at a much higher level as to who he recruits, um, the kind of academy he goes to to get loan players as well. So part of his remit and part of his job. Um, uh, above everything else as well is to also have contingency plans in place for something like this should occur. So um Clem being a businessman, Clem being, Clem being pragmatic, and Ben Chorley being that as well, um, if Ben Garner is going and and this is this is genuine, then I would like to think that one, there is a, a you know, a decent um compensation package behind the scenes, but furthermore, Ben Chorley's already got his, his eyes on. Who's coming into a place?
3: Yeah, I mean, all right then.
0: So let's let's have a bit of fun with this then. So I appreciate this has just happened, lads, and I'm doorstepping you all now. And Alex, given uh, I'll come, I'll come to you last, given you just answered the last question. Um, Chris, let's let's have a let's have your top three candidates of choice for the job. I'll take, put, I appreciate we've all been doorsteped by this news. Yeah. But let's let's think realistically then. Give it give me your top three that you because inevitably Robbie Fowler's gonna get linked to the job as he always does, and we can laugh at that. But who would be your top three? Well, in terms of if you're looking at people, if there's people who are out the job, I think
3: um, within that top three, I think you've probably got to put Michael Appleton in there as one. Um I would, would like to think that we're um, we're going to have someone um, who's going to be sort of a similar style to What we play, so I think we can roll Matt Gray out. Sorry, uh, Chris. Who was your second choice? Uh, I was saying that no, I was saying with um, we, we want to play football, so I think we pretty much can roll out Matt Gray. Yep. Um. So Appleton um, should be in the mix, but then I'm just trying to think of someone who who, who likes to play the game the right way. Oh. And um, will we go for another young up-and-coming coach, or will we want someone? Now we're out the embargo. With that bit more experience. Mm. All right, tough
0: one. Joe. Joe. Let's let's get your let's get your one, two, three. John Yems, Carl Robertson,
4: and John Sheridan
0: outstanding choices, young man. And that's why we pay you the big bucks.
4: I'm um, do you know what I'm actually shocked by this. I really am. As Tyler is saying that you know he's been talking about building foundations and um he's been a big part of the club he's sort of finding
0: itself again I'm a bit disappointed. I think, do you know what? I think you're right, you know. I think what's what's kind of irritating me a little bit is that surely he's got to be the cat that's got the cream here because he's, I mean, all I can assume, I mean, I, 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 listen, this is all speculation, but all, all I can assume is that, you know, coming out of coming out of the end of the season, I mean, did he, I think, what was he on, a three-year deal? Yeah, he was um, on yeah. three years, yeah. So, okay, so he's he, surely he's the cat that's got the cream. He's, he's managed to retain... You know the club have retained Johnny Williams. They've re- they retained Louis Barry. Uh, sorry, Louis Reed. They have... I know I've got you all excited there, but no, they they retained Louis Reed. We've got we've got a far stronger foundation. And this this is a big test now for him going into the new season. This is his preseason. This will be his squad. This is a test of what surely what he's all about. So for him to be sort of disappearing under these circumstances, he's really sitting uneasy with me. Yeah, yeah. I mean what about Macro yeah. as well? We've got to find a coach that's gonna look after McCurdy the right way. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing he's retained his top scorer. We've got Ellis under contract. You know, there's there's some from what I understand, some very, very ambitious targets. I mean obviously it's an interesting time of the season. A lot will depend on maybe it's maybe it's the kind of players that, you know, are you know are being put to him for next season as either realistic or unrealistic or otherwise. I guess it's all gonna come out in the wash. But um, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's a little. It feels a bit Richie Wellens to me. You know, when when Richie went back up to Salford, you know, he was closer to his family. Um, you know, I think on a human on a human level, he has got very young kids. You know, Swindon is a, you know a daily grind for him. If he spend a lot of time away from his family, um, on a human level, I can see that. But as you say, given he, it's not like he doesn't know that when he gets into managing the club in the first place. The other, thing that, uh, the other thing that's
3: a bit of a concern here is um, is, is is he going to try and take some players with him? Obviously, Obviously to, he could, to, to buy them. I'm thinking more about would, would he try and uh, take Louis Louis Reed there because he's such an
0: important player to the way Ghana plays. Well, if he if he wants to take Louis Reed, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to break the bank. Okay. But um, I can imagine Jack Payne going there for a start. Johnny, my, Williams. My, I don't mind telling you, gentlemen, my son has just emerged half naked in the lounge, um, showing me his uh, phone screen and showing me the news about Garner. So it's all going on in Shea Hanrahan.
4: <laughs> Their fans are fuming. I'm reading through some of
0: the Charlton fans' comments. What, what
2: is this about? <laughs> the oh, uh, so the has come out and said,
0: like we've never heard
2: before. The journalists come out and said, I understand that Ben Garner is also bringing in Scott Marshall and Scott Lindsay from us.
0: Oh wow. So he's um, they're taking
2: the I was looking at suggestions because obviously um there's been some odds coming out for the next Forest Green manager and the two that jumped out for me that were I know Michael Appleton's been um noted already, but the other one who's one i one I'd be interested in if he'd be interested in coming down is um, Michael Carrick, former player.
0: Oh, very it'd, interested
2: Be his first step into management began to be a young, hungry manager. I'd like to think that he comes in with a decent style of play, and he's got definite, definite pedigree and contacts under him. That could be an interesting appointment if we could make it happen. I,
0: think I, would, Carrick, I, I, think I Carrick like Carrick. Yeah, I like I tell you what, I like the idea of Carrick with Paul Cadis as his number two.
1: Yeah, oh. and, and, and throwing in some some gnarly older first team coach that is is you know swinging through and through. this that's been around the block. That's a that's a nice little trio.
4: Let's oh. get Roy Keenan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So who's our who's up? I'm, I'm fascinated now. Who's who's going to be our gnarly sort of like older face? Who's, Ron
3: who's, Atkinson.
0: Oh god. Might be
3: Hate gnarly. I think um, I think a, a young a young manager coming in. Um I think that's that's probably quite high up on the way. So I don't we've, we've, how many times have we done that. It's been
0: pretty successful for us generally. Yeah, I think. Listen, the key thing for me, I mean, Appleton gets to mention because he's been successful at this level, but it'll be style of football, and I don't think the kind of Lincoln sort of lobbing the ball in the box is going to endear himself in in and around Swindon parts. And I think, I mean, if we're winning games, people won't grumble. But if we, if, I mean, look at the makeup of our current squad; it's not exactly made up for, you know, you know the the bombs in the box. So I kind of think that might rule out Appleton. I may be doing him a disservice, but I I can see at someone of the ilk of a Michael Carrick coming in and playing the Swindon way. And like you said, there are some nostalgic memories of Carrick in Swindon shirt as well. Um, I'll throw another curveball at you. What about, what about if a um, bearing in mind, Mr. Milner up at Liverpool, he's still got a bit left in the tank and he might fancy, it. he left, he left with absolute fanfare. I remember. Um, could as James, could James Milner be an option?
1: Yeah. Um, also actually just, just curveballing away from that as well. Do you remember when Borehamwood got uh through to the fifth round of the FA Cup and everyone made that tenuous link with Luke Garrard Luke having once been an apprentice at Swindon Town?
0: Mm. Oh wow. This is well and truly I mean, yeah, Garrard Garrod does get a mention, he's been getting increasing mentions, certainly amongst my um amongst my social circle. Okay, I'll, uh, let's I'll tell you what let's um let's continue to percolate because I appreciate we we we're, we're literally sort of responding to something that's that's breaking here um well whilst, whilst we i mean it's it's almost like it's difficult to know which direction to take this conversation in because clearly there are multiple sources that have got older the story and seem to be running with it and it's gonna mean i mean we we talked about. The fans were talking about not wanting a complete playing overhaul this summer, but with Lindsey Marshall going, that is a complete coaching overhaul, isn't it? Well, it's, it's well, it's the whole
3: lot. So, um, quite often, sometimes the manager will go, and you'll at least have some
0: continuity. But we'll have absolutely none of that. We've got Mildy. Is there, yeah, is there any is there any mention of Mildy amongst the coaches? No,
2: nah, there's nothing about Mildy. He'll never, he never, he'd never down like be. that.
0: The Golden Ledge. God bless you, Mildy.
1: Yeah, and actually, you know, I quite enjoyed Melksham away pre-season last last year with him on the touchline, so...
2: It was him and Peaks, wasn't it?
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, listen, I mean, you know... (sighs) You know, on that, there, there have been interesting appointments inside football clubs from from people that have come from areas that you wouldn't expect them to, and have been successful. And be appreciate later in his career, he's not done so great. But Nigel Adkins was, a, what was it? He? he was the physio, wasn't he? It was yeah, um, physio. Gone for he, us, it? You know, Mildy, Mildy, he, he's worth a shout, isn't he? He wouldn't be the first goalkeeping coach to be, um, you know, making a move up and making a success of, um, you know, corralling his team, putting a bit of, you know. Putting an half decent side together and running with it. And if he's under the guidance of, of Ben Chorley as a director of football, um, you know, maybe. Like, I think he's a long shot. I mean, inevitably, Lee Peacock's going to get mentioned, but Pete's been very open about saying that he's very, very happy with his role um, in and around the youth setup. Um, but that would be a very popular appointment with the fans. Um... God, blimey. I mean, um, Max, have you got a have you got a one, two, three under your sleeve yet, Max?
2: Max? Well, say, other than Appleton and Carrick I already mentioned, um yeah. I'm looking through I'm looking through some articles on um what sort of clubs in our ilk who need a manager, so the first one Jones, is Forrest Green. And uh, they were looking at a, a guy called Brian Barry Murphy, who's um he's head of Man City's elite development squad. Yeah. Or there's Man United's head of player development, Justin Cochrane. Like, I feel like if there's going to be any sort of appointment, it's going to be in the Garner mold. I can't see them going for some old head, like, well, like Adkins, for example. I just don't think that's, especially if it's going to be Chorley making the appointment. I can't see him going down that road. I can see him, and I prefer this as well myself anyway, going down a young, hungry manager, maybe one that's got history um, developing young players, whether it be in a Premier League under 23 system. Um, Maybe a manager who does something abroad, and I, I know Ghana's last role before Rovers was a, a, over in India. It could be anything like that. Um, I can't, I can't see it being one of those manager merry-go-round football league managers like a, uh, like a Steve Evans or someone like that.
0: Well, how about this? Liam Collins just thrown in a lovely suggestion. He would like to see us reunited with Fabrizio Picaretta. Oh, what a guy! Let's get Sean Dyche in. Oh, die Oh, that's pro- proper League 2 football.
4: 4, four two. Ball doesn't cross the ground.
2: Then, then they don't think to come back.
0: Yeah. I tell you, <laughs> no, one, no one's going to cross swords with Sean Dyche. All Sean Dice has to do is just start talking and like everyone's under his spell. Oh, 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 said, Alex. See you. Good, good evening, Alex.
2: Oh, uh, Tyler's here.
7: Good evening.
0: Alex, I said we'd come to you last. Um, have you got a 1-2-3?
1: I the more I think about it I do like the idea that Luke Garrard um there's there there will there is something within me and there will always be something within me whenever this comes around that I just want to say write Richie Wellens a blank check and and just bring him bring him home um but you know that'll never happen unfortunately um so no that's 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 my shouts
0: well, I tell you what. Okay, let's let's spend a bit of time on on Wellens actually, because I, okay, so he's got a good thing going at Orient. He's well regarded, um, but he's still, I mean, he's still popular in the area. We are, whether you like it or not. If you talk about professional development, we are a bigger club. I think we would be a bigger and better shout for promotion next season. And if Richie is as ambitious as he says he is then Swindon come calling off the back of the season we've had versus a, a season at Orient where promotion, yeah, all right, they, they can go after it. But you, you, you've you got to... I mean, I, I don't... OK, so I'm not betraying any confidences here. I spoke to Richie uh, after the Lone Strangers Shield last summer. And Richie was quite clear, quite clear. He was like, look, under the right ownership, he'd love to come back. And wow. we've, got, we've got the right ownership now. It's just so it's whether or not you know, the getting him getting his heart out of the projects he started at Orion is, is gonna be possible, but I, I can actually see I, I, I think that we he's certainly someone we should we should be looking to have a dig at. Recycle that compensation
4: money. <laughs> see what they say.
0: Yeah I mean he's obviously he's already really well regarded isn't he? You know the fans are, are well behind what he's doing. Tyler, Tyler, what's your one two three mate just just joining us I know he's sneaking in through the back door.
7: Uh well, Welland is nowhere near it, and I think, I think I've made that clear before that I wouldn't take him back, especially with with the director of football model and and how we look to build moving forward. He isn't the answer, and I don't think it will be. For me, I, I you know me, Mark. I I love football, just full stop, and, and I'm always sort of looking at football. I've got one of the most left-field like, takes you've got going. <laughs> I, I'm talking Ian Jeffs managing in the top flight of Iceland at the moment. Have a look. Go, Aber- go for ex- it.
0: ex Aberdeen's Ian Jeffs. He was a big name in the early versions of Championship Manager. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> it's just t-
7: Take a stab in the dark on something like that. Because like, looking at the managers that are available within England at the moment... None of them really seem to fill me with confidence. But then again that that's looking at, at managers rather than potentially head coaches or, or like academy coaches like like uh Brian Barry Murphy is. And to be fair, I thought I thought Brian Barry Murphy did very well at um at Rochdale with, with what he had and, and was unfortunate to get the drop and by all account they played very good football, sort of similar to what Garner did. So I don't think that's that's an awful shout. I think it was Max who said that. Interesting. But yeah, for me, Welwyn's <laughs> is nowhere near it.
1: Sure. I quite like that that um, that that manager, that that British manager, that's gone abroad, kind of thing. That Ian Birchnall, so going to be the new Forest Green manager. He was he was over in um where did he go? Probably Iceland or Norway. Yeah, it was sort of Sweden, I think it was. Is it, it Osterson He was at it
6: was yeah Ostersund. yeah. Ostersund.
1: <laughs> And um, and then, so say so the rumors today is he's, he's the next Forest Green guy at Jigger Football.
3: He's pretty much
0: something like three to one on to be Forest Green manager. Hmm. Intra- so, is there as this story is developing, guys? Um, is anyone seeing any um, sort of suggestions as to why this has happened yet, or should we have a, I mean, I've, I've kind of very early when it, when the story was breaking, I kind of threw a couple of suggestions in there. What's what's the the, the panel's gut feeling as to why this has happened?
2: Oh, I just can't. Be, the more I think about it, the more it just I it basically feel sick because it's like you say. The, this, I, I feel like he's a risky appointment. I can see why a team in League One might go for him, but it's just the how quickly he's jumped ship. And yeah, it, by all accounts, a, it's a reliable source. Yeah, so always,
3: always talking about uh, about the project and to to obviously leave that project so early. Uh, but like like Hans mentioned as well, the the young family and being in London is probably a a, a huge draw, and maybe a London team was the only team that were going to uh, attract him.
0: Yeah. Um... <laughs> I, 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 it's got to be. It's got to be. You know. I mean, listen. Like I said, on on a human level, it's going to be very, very, very difficult for him. Um. You know, spending long periods of time away from his young kids and watching them grow up. And you know, anyone that's had anyone that's had young kids and has you know had a you know been in gainful employment where they anywhere an hour or so away from the home for a commute, will 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 empathize. That is a that that is. That is tough. And football is one of those... I mean, now, what, your summer break is, for a manager, you're lucky if you get, you know, a week or two away. It's an all-consuming role. And such is the scale of the rebuild... Uh, that continues at Swindon town i mean it's got to it's got to be putting a you know a, a bit of a um, a bit of a weight on his shoulders okay so what about this then i mean to what extent do events after vale park do we think play a role in in ben's thinking because he was he was obviously very upset very shaken after what happened at vale park and could it be a uh, you know an issue around security um and the feeling you know being safe further up the leagues you know could it be that
3: I don't know if that's really in there as well, because even at at Forest, it wasn't particularly safe. So I I just think that's, um, I I think that's pretty much, obviously, the the EFL are going to come down on on that. But I don't think uh, League One, League Two Championship is, is one safer than the other, really.
0: All right. Well, listen, I've just invited Vic to join us because obviously Vic's been there, seen it, done it. Vic, I'd love to get your take on this news that appears to be breaking, that Ben Garner's disappearing. Have you you got any thoughts? Um,
6: I'm a bit amazed, really, because I've been listening to you and Alex and uh, also watching Somerset beat Kent in the 2020 and thinking, oh, this is quite nice. This is a summer. Nothing much goes on, does it? And then all of a sudden we've lost our manager, which is just extraordinary. I I, I just... um, I don't think anybody saw this coming, did they? I mean, I was just saw. All... It's all very early days, but one ma- uh, name I would put in—it's been suggested to me by a mate tonight—Paul Caddis. Yep, yeah, at one hundred percent behind that. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, it seems to me he's the sort of uh, uh, sort of manager that would get everybody going and united behind the club. So, you know, hey, uh, get Cads in.
0: How do you feel about a, a, a Paul Caddis, um, Fabrizio Picaretta dream team?
6: Pretty good. That would be uh, pretty good indeed. I mean, whether Fabrizio would come back with anybody other than Paolo Di Canio, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, they worked well together, didn't they, under the Di Canio regime. So, I don't see why that wouldn't happen. But um, if you were to ask me who my first choice would be, I'd certainly go for Paul Caddis. He's, he's got coaching experience. He's taken his badges. Uh, the fans would get behind him. As we know, he's a red and he hates that team up the A420. So, he'd be my choice. I mean, I know what Tyler said about um, uh, Ritty Wellens. I think a lot of people have mixed feelings about him. Would we want him back? Well, he did a job on us, uh, didn't he, over Easter with Leighton Orient. Um, knows what he's doing tactically. People would obviously put him in the frame. So, those are the two, I guess, who will make the early running. I mean, Paul Caddis, to me, if you want to go for a young and upcoming coach...
0: Um, he's your man. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, the one thing I, I mean, I love about Cads is he's he's got a, an an unquenchable passion for Swindon Town. He is very, very, very driven. He's been very open about saying that he, you know, he wants to manage Swindon Town at some point. He would he would have the respect to the changing room. He's been there, done it. He's played at the highest levels um, of European football uh, at Glasgow Celtic, where he's faced you know true European giants um and growing up in and around that kind of um that that celtic culture um there is a um you know winning you know winning is the only option um whether they've done that or not you know during that time is 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 neither here nor there but it's obviously if you're at rangers or it's celtic you have to win and and there is no ifs buts or or maybes and 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 crucially he's been at, at swindon town at multiple eras where we've enjoyed success and otherwise as well and i think Certainly from a coaching point of view, the terrible year that he endured under John Sheridan would have certainly um, sort of shaped um, what he definitely doesn't want to become as a coach. Um, So, yeah, I mean, listen, for me, he's an absolute natural, like an absolute natural. So, yeah, he'd
6: he'd also play the sort of football that we'd want to see, wouldn't he? Because he knows what Swindon fans want and he knows how to deliver it. I mean, his contact book must be very good. Um, I'm... I don't know whether I am disappointed in Ben Garner or I'm not disappointed. I just kind of like, it's such a bolt out of the blue. I don't think anybody saw this coming. I mean, I, I think, you know, he's always going to be linked with teams because he's done all right this season. But you wouldn't say, he's, you know, all right, he's gotten the playoffs. But um, does that qualify him to become manager of a League One team such as Charlton? I don't know. I mean, it just seems such a bolt out of the blue for everybody, doesn't it?
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, well, uh, when the news broke, I think we just didn't know what to say initially.
6: Yeah, I think that's that's the reaction. I mean, I, I have to say, I did sort of zone out for a bit just to go and get myself something to eat and watch a bit of the news and then saw this breaking and then thought, well, I'll start listening again. So it just seems bizarre. The whole thing just seems really strange. And I don't know, Alex, did you have any... I don't know whether the Trust had any inkling of this or is this completely out of the blue for them as well?
1: No, uh, absolutely bolt out of the blue. Um to be fair, those kind of things wouldn't normally get discussed by us. That that would definitely be on the, the players' side side of things. Um, but sometimes, when there are rumblings of, of players signings or or you know or what was going on throughout the season, particularly around January, you kind of get a little heads up and unconfirmed or whatever. Or, or you're in the club for a meeting and, and it pops up. But this, you know, we had the retained and released list yesterday, and I think. A lot of people were were happy and content with what went on there for the majority. So, um, you know, in true Swindon Town FC style, it's only right that we have a bit of a rollercoaster rise with it. And, and maybe this is that twist and turn that was uh, about to pop up.
6: Just Guess when you, um, to paraphrase a famous film, just when you thought it was safe to go back into the water, this <laughs> happened. <Yeah. laughs>
3: If, if there is to really
0: be a positive, though, I think that is that it's happened now. So, there's plenty of time to, to get sorted. Yeah, well, it is a question for you, then. I mean, we sort of touched on it right at the start. I mean, Max, I'll put this to you, to, to you know, for starters. What sort of percentage of the Swindon Town fan base um, do you think will be um, actually quite happy to see the back of it?
2: I think a good... It's that, it's that sort of 25 30% that, um, you know, the type who... Uh, moan when we when we might take a short goal kick or something i think but that's the thing i don't think i think though I, you'll you'll have fans happy to see Garner style of play kicked out but i can't see us appointing a manager who's not going to want to play that sort of play that sort of game to be honest mm. and I, I i'm part of that i'm i'm sad to see him go because i enjoy watching the football i think it is something some of the best football we've watched i mean yeah with, along with the well of I love watching that type of football. Look how much everyone hated watching it last year when we had the dinosaur in charge. And well, I say I say he was playing long ball. He didn't even have a plan. Mm. And I thought that what Garner brought was a solid base of get get possession of the ball, keep the ball on the ground, and we were top scorers in the league for a reason under him.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, listen, we're in. I, I think it probably be probably be sort of sensible that we. Uh, I, don't feel, I don't. I don't. I feel like there's so, this is such a huge story that's breaking. I kind of don't want to be the killjoy and say, "Look, guys, at the moment, let's um, let's let's get Alex back on the rack for some of these daft questions, and um, and then we look to come back to it if if anything else is broken in the show." But um, I mean, certainly we're we kind of selling, you know we're in a fortunate position because we just happens that we're on air as this is breaking but at the same time we, we kind of don't really have a lot to go on at the moment really do we to speculate we have kind of touched on the managers you know we touched on how what the fans reaction is going to be i mean max i'm i'm completely with you i mean Maybe just spend a little bit more time on on that point, Chris. I mean, what 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 percentage of the fan base would you say are kind of pleased to please see see the back? Uh, I would.
3: I, I wouldn't have thought that. Um, it's it's too much different from what Max suggested. Maybe going back a few a few weeks, and I would probably say it was closer to 50-50, But I think. Um, like the adaptions that Skarner made later in
0: the season brought quite a lot of those naysayers around a bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, obviously, Alex, I, I don't mean to, I mean, please don't don't go, don't go into as much detail as you want. But I mean, from a trust point of view, where's your gut feeling at? Because you, you, you have so much contact with supporters across the board. We touched on Jason's comments in relation to his relationship. Um, And some of the exchanges that you've had, you have contacts with people that are are positive and negative, but fundamentally, we're all we're all red and white. Um, What what do you think will be the, the kind of level of appreciation versus level of, yeah, good? See you later. Good
1: yeah, I just think, going going back to my point earlier on, like even with within my group of, of friends and family that I regularly attend matches with, it, the Ghana style was, was so divisive. Um, I personally, and, and similarly to a few of you guys, I, I quite liked the carnival ball style. Um, that possession, the way we had build-up play, um, I quite liked the, the, the passing about around the back when there's no option going forward. Um, so I think... I think it'll be a real mixed bag. Um, I mean, just spare a thought for um, Metro journalist Gavin Brown. I've just seen his tweet at nine pm this evening. He bought a season ticket for the first time since nineteen ninety four. Ten pm, Ben Garner buggers off. Sorry, lads. <laughs>
0: it's all all very Swindon town. Um, I mean, I you know I would I would absolutely um, I, I, I I would love to if we could. I mean. I mean Appreciate we've got um we've got Paul Cadys' ears with us tonight. I would love Paul to come on and share his thoughts on um on on who he thinks is a viable option, um, even if that's to endorse his own candidacy. Given that we've all pretty much um, sat there and done it. And Paul, if you just want to come on and, and hear us all say nice things about you, and hey, we've got nothing to lose. But um, equally, Paul, if you've got any thoughts on who you think would be a sensible option um, to join us in the town, um, you know, fire them over either on text or join us live. You know, you have an open invite to come on and speak, um, and we'll do our best if we can see if we can take Paul on. It'd be lovely to hear from him. Um, so yeah, wow. I mean where you know, where do we go from where do we go from there? That that is literally like a bit of a bombshell, isn't it? I think um probably the best thing we can do from to go from there, Alex, is to ask you the following question. As a dashing media type, how many buttons do you recommend any discerning male opens on his work shirt?
1: <laughs> oh my god, if if Paul Callis was just plucking up the courage to come on live right like- now. Uh, I I dread to think Um, I don't know is there a best practice is there a golden rule Um, um... two's
0: two's a bit boring Alex isn't it three's kind of flamboyant four like you're taking liberties so where do you sit you might go the whole hog on a hot summer's day, particularly if you're working at home.
1: But... Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I'm working at home, there's normally no top on anyway. Uh, but if I was <laughs> in the general, general public, I'm, I'm more of a modern man. So it would be an overshirt and, and a white tee underneath, you know, it was super safe. Um, if it was do, you ever go, do you ever
0: Alex, do you ever go the whole Javi Austin and go for the pink pants then when you're working at home?
1: Oh, that's a good chart. I've never thought of that. It should. Sometimes it gets quite hot um sat sat in this bay window you know um
0: all right well listen sam sam hart sent in a slightly more serious question for you alex he said what do you make of the retained and released list
1: i personally um i i'm I'm actually i'm I'm slightly over the moon i tweeted about it earlier on actually from my perspective i've kind of got no complaints um reed and williams Um, I'd heard the rumours a few weeks ago but I wasn't going to believe it until I'd I'd seen it written down. I really hope Frenchie sticks around for one last dance. Um, I thought that, that last kind of six, seven games of the season, he uh, he was outstanding for me, and, and actually was was man of the match candidate for a lot of those games. It was it was just a shame that you know some of those there were a couple of other players that, that really outshone. Um, if if we could have Egbo signing um, a, a contract, I would I would be all over that. Um, the Rob Hunt and Jack Payne one's a bit of a hard one for, for me to read. Um, I think the fact that we've offered Payne a contract is great, but is it what he's expecting? Is it what he anticipated? Has he had better offers? I just hope that we've kind of built a bit of a squad around him uh, and around his livelihood this year that, that he remains. The wording on the Rob Hunt one was a bit weird. Um, there's still a discussions. That, for me, signals that maybe they're a little bit well to um, And There was mixed bag on on the kind of Dion Conroy. Um I've met him a couple of times, you'll have no clue I am, but I think he's a really nice bloke. I think he's been a fantastic servant for the club and to step up as captain this year after and, and you know last year as well. Um, I think great. But moving forward, probably the right time to to say our goodbyes and, and for him to move on. I don't know if it's a case of he had another offer and didn't need anything from the club or whether the club said, Do you know what there's nothing we can offer? But I would imagine he's he's one of the higher wages. And I think if you look at his league appearances in that five and a half years, I mean he's got the best part of forty six games in a league two season and he's rocking out for, you know, maybe a third of them. Um obviously he's had a few injuries and I think had Cooper not got injured, he he probably wouldn't have got back into that, that back If I'm not sure. Um, but I just I'm not 100 percent sure the club would have gotten return on playing investment from, from him. So um it's slightly sad as me because I think he's a really top bloke and, and he's been a great servant to the club, but maybe the right time for, for him to find a new challenge.
0: Interesting, Alex. You mentioned obviously you've 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 mentioned all the names there. I'll just put this to you. I can see the likes of Jack Payne, Rob Hunt, and Manny Egbo making their way along to Charlton with Ghana, Um, because of geography, uh, because of affinity with Ghana. Um, I've got yeah, and 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 in fact, talk about Ghana. I could possibly even see a, a Jojo Woolcock making his way to somewhere like Charlton Athletic as well. Um, so uh, the, the, what's starting to dawn on me with Garner going is some of, yeah, how many of those lads have got a real affinity with him, and how many of them would appreciate. I mean, because we can't—you can't deny it. Charlton are a big club, ex-pre- recent ex Premier League club. They get big numbers. Um, recent takeover. There's a, a, a feel-good factor swelling around that club. And I can imagine all of those lads um, certainly being good, solid performers at Charlton. So, that's just my two pennies worth. I mean, Chris... Um... I, yeah, I mean, I I don't know whether um at, at, at this stage, Chris, you you would like to round us off with our last daft question, um because it kind of fits in quite nicely. But before we do that, Chris, um just one for the for the floor, the generally generally talk about the names are flying in of potential managers now coming in on my DM. So apologies for the slight pause in my vocals. Someone's just made a very good shout, with Ryan Mason. How do we feel about Ryan Mason?
3: Yeah, I think uh, Mason's a, a, a good shout. I mean, he's, he's been here, but uh, he surely should be one up, up towards the top of the list. He fits the mould that we sort of uh, sort of want,
0: like a, a younger, up and coming type guy. Yeah, I'm. I'd. I mean, I'd certainly take Mason. Uh, I, I think if we're not looking at play, uh, uh, you know, young sort of coaches of the Ilkov, Carrick. Mason, then I think you know we, we, we might as well we might as well pack up and go home. I mean that's that very much is in keeping with you know almost what I call the Swindon Town way. Uh, certainly in my lifetime as a supporter, um, you know, sort of young, up and coming, you know, what used to be referred to as a tracksuit manager. So I'm, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all over, all over Mason. But uh, yeah, Chris, I think you should, I think you should hit Alex with our last daft question. Uh, Alex has, has gone
3: to a listener from a speaker. I don't know if something's happened with his uh, connection.
0: Let's get him. Let's see if we can get him slotted back on as a speaker. Bear with. Uh, oh, Bill! It looks like we've lost him altogether. Well, his connection wasn't that great. wasn't that stable. If he jumps back on, we we'll get. It. To be fair, Chris, it was a crap question anyway, wasn't it? So we're not. We're not too yeah. bothered about it. Well, listen. Yeah, I, I, I mean,
3: to oh, be honest, I think there's questions have sort of faded, uh, faded away.
0: Yeah, I think I talk about sort of how to hijack a show in one failed swoop. A couple more, okay. Um,
1: Sorry, I don't know, I don't, hey, don't know what happened. I'm cut out, so I had to sign out and sign back in. But here I am.
0: Hey, no worries. Chris has got one final question, which we just decided was a bit crap anyway, Alex. so we weren't that really that fussed about asking you. But we're going to ask you anyway because it kind of maybe fits the narrative with what's happened tonight. Yeah.
3: So then, um, Alex, the Kaiser Chiefs predicted a riot. What do you
1: predict? <laughs> um, I predict. I I predict a. Uh, a slightly less turbulent summer than last year. It's not going to be quite a riot. It's going to be smooth, smooth sailing. We'll get the next couple of weeks out of the way. We'll get a new head coach on board. We're going to absolutely dominate that loan market. We're going to get some some marquee signings in. We're going to retain some of those players that we're dreading are off on their way to Charlton or Ghana, um, and we're going to absolutely HMS piss the league next year.
0: That's
1: what I would to do. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to
0: <that. laughs> Amen, Alex. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, what brilliant fun, Alex. You've been a brilliant sport tonight. You didn't shy away from any questions. We got Mrs. P involved. Please do send her all our thanks. And uh, please do make sure you play her the recording so she knows that she's enjoyed fame that is the Sutton Tom Broadbent Lounge. Nine o'clock every Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen. And and often in between as well. Um Listen, I think if, if we just tidy this one off with a nice sort of like pink bow. I think it obviously sends us sends us all off to our beds with uh, probably more questions than we had um, uh, than we uh, than we had at the start of the night, but completely different types of questions. Thank you for everyone for jumping on. Um, again, such news of that magnitude kind of um, throws the narrative somewhat. But I hope we've been able to get sort of sufficient guests on to, um, to to give us the appropriate twist. I've just noticed if I don't get this guy on, Alex, I'm going to probably get my head pounded in. Um, Ellis, good evening. How are you, Chad? Hello.
4: Thank you for having me on.
0: No, like I've said before, mate. If I feel if I don't get you on, I'm going to be in fear of my me, <laughs> me, me physical health. Ellis, so, <laughs> how has this news reached you, mate? Um, I'm guessing it has reached you, or yes. are, are you are you unaware? What are your thoughts?
5: Um, I am. I'm in two minds about it. Um, like I d- I did like um, Garner, but if he does leave, then fine. Like we'll get over it. But my main fear is just the players that go with him, especially, especially like McCurdy, uh, Payne, Reed, players like that, that that make a big difference to the squad. It does make you think: Did Clem let um, Garner uh, these resign these players so we can get a bit of money out of it? I, I I don't know if that was if that if that was a plan or if it's genuinely just come out of the blue. I'm not sure.
0: Well, I think I think you're right to raise that. I mean, we we touched on we touched on sort of some of this stuff lightly, Ellis. And obviously, as the news is sinking in, my grey matter is is sort of like focusing in on the story a little bit more and is becoming less and less shocked. I think the thing that concerns me most actually isn't necessarily Ben Garner leaving because I think by having a coach and a director of football, you are set up for um, you know the whole house of cards doesn't come clattering down. But the thing that really is concerning me is the fact that Marshall and Lindsay are both going with him. Um, yeah. Which means that's quite a significant regime change. Um, I I do, however, trust our director of football. I think he's built up enough goodwill credits with the Swindon Town base to, you know, to have our full trust going into um, the appointment or recommendations of a replacement. And I think some of the names that have been bounded around tonight will will all be well. I mean, they're all you know they're out of jobs, um, and they're all exciting names to be considered. I think if we, my concern would be, um, you know, we just got to, you know, just, I hope we don't just cave in and go with somebody that's enjoyed success at this level, but that their football DNA is so, so different to what this club's all about. I said this right at the start, so I don't mean to re- repeat myself. But, um, so you're, you're, I mean, again, Ellis, you're you're of the similar narrative, really. Most Most of the guys on the panel and people that have joined in with the conversation tonight, it's like, uh, yeah, like I kind of take him or leave him. Is that fair to say?
5: Yeah, I mean, I mean, at this point in time, I'd rather have him just because you know we, we we over this season we've built something and and going into the new season you can kind of um, set your plans out, look at the players you need to sign and and stuff like that. But you know, if he does go, it's not going to be the end of the world, um, and. There were people like after after the late and Orient game calling him, like saying they want him out and stuff. So I think there there will be a majority of not a majority, but you know, thirty percent of the fan base that probably would be quite happy with the news. But personally, I'm 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 annoyed, but you know, I'll get over it.
0: All right. Well, let's wrap up like this. Ellis, you, you pretty much um, had the final word in terms of the long-form content. I'm just going to ask everyone that's left on our panel tonight uh, to just, no explanation required, just give me your name. Ellis, who is going to be in the Swindon Town? Who would you want in the Swindon Town dugout to start of next season?
5: Sean Dice.
0: Dice for you. Joe Vincent, what are you thinking?
5: Ryan Mason.
0: Ryan Mason. Dyche Mason. Uh, Vic, don't know if you're still listening in, um, but would you care to uh, pitch in? And I Amy, mean, are you, you going to run with Caddis, or have you got someone else that you might have settled on?
6: Yeah, Paul Caddis for me. If not, Ryan Nelson, uh, Ryan Mason. I think that's a good shout too. Uh,
0: Alex is our special guest. So we did say cheerio, but just the, just the name will do at this stage. I think we might have lost Alex. I think you may have tuned out. No, sorry, I was
1: uh, I was cutting out of there. Do you know what I'm? I think Paul Caddis is a great show.
0: Caddis, love that. Kattis. Max Springer, who are you going with?
2: Uh, Ryan Mason.
0: Ryan Mason. Okay, so we've got a Ryan Mason, Paul Caddis split at the moment. Chris, I'll I'll go um, I'll I'll, uh, I'll go with Carrick.
3: But to be honest, there's probably not a lot between the three mentioned Carrick, Carrick Mason, or Caddis.
0: But I'll say Carrick. All right. Okay. Well, I'll wrap us up tonight then with final words. Um, I don't. I, I would like Carrick as gaffer, but I would like Paul Caddis as at least his number two and as part of the succession plan further down the line. But I think, just thinking realistic, I am going to go Paul Caddis as well, which means that Paul Caddis takes our panel sweep. Well, look, ladies, and gents, like I say, a little bit of a hickety-pickety show because of news that has broken halfway through. A bit, little bit bizarre for such a late one at night. We, we thank Alex so much for his time. Alex, I hope you've enjoyed yourself, buddy
1: yeah it's been awesome thanks very much um, to yourself Chris, Max, Joe um, even the the little segments from from Ty, Vic and Alice thanks very much for having me on I really appreciate it it's been uh, been a good couple of hours
0: it's been brilliant fun having you on Alex don't be a stranger mate please stay um, you know please please accept an invite to come back on open invite anytime we look forward to catching up with you um, hopefully at some point over the summer but certainly at the start of the new season best of luck mate with all your (laughs) endeavours
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: so, ladies and gents, uh, all that leads me to say at this stage is um, two things. Um, next Wednesday, we have none other than your groundsman, our groundsman, my groundsman, the best groundsman. Marcus Cassidy is going to be joining us uh, next Wednesday. Um, and we're going to have a lot of fun with Marcus, um, one of our real unsung heroes at the counter ground for many, many a season as he's rolled out that beautiful green carpet. And it's going to be brilliant for uh, to give him a good old slap on the back uh, and get inside the head of how he keeps that county ground pitch looking so pristine. And no more so at the mo- than at the moment when uh, a lot of it is being dug up again and set up for the new season. So please mark that in your calendars, guys. I will be tweeting it. Uh, but, yeah, next Wednesday we will have Marcus on the show. Um and as as we always say at the end of every show, Tom Broadbent Lounge is an independent Swindon Town Twitter space uh, run by fans for fans, but the views do not represent Swindon Town Football Club or Tom Broadbent himself unless Tom's coming on and um, abusing us with his rapier-like wick. Um, have a good evening, guys. Go away, digest the news. I look forward to catching up across Twitter uh, with all of you. And my thanks to Chris... Max, Alex for being such a brilliant sport, Vic for being such a brilliant supporter of the show, Joe as always, and Ellis, brilliant to hear from you again, and my thanks to my um, my perennial co-host Ty for making time in and amongst his busy studies. Take good care guys, be safe, and catch you over Twitter at some point.